0: This is Jeff Kober and we welcome you to this Disney Insights Podcast. Well it's January and that means Epcot's International Festival of the Arts, which really looks more like Epcot's annual Figment Festival, has finally arrived. Figment is everywhere except in an attraction that is really, really well designed. Still, it is the most popular non-IP Disney character in any North American park, uh, noting Duffy holds the reins in Asia. And like the original attraction, it represents creativity and the arts. And that's what's always been a part of this festival. So join us as we visit Epcot and experience the food, the art, the entertainment, and the retail of this annual tradition now in its eighth year. Can you believe that? We'll actually uh, we'll not only look at the why this event is so centered on a purple dragon, but how the attraction could be fixed and better aligned with the festival event itself. So join us as we check out Epcot's annual figment festival known as the International Festival of the Arts. Make sure you also check out DisneyInsights.com because we got a lot of graphics, a lot of videos, a lot of things to showcase for you as you uh, go through this podcast. We're going to go live to Epcot where we experience it right there in the park. But uh, but in setting this up, make sure you also have a chance to check out um, our YouTube videos and our photos that are available at DisneyInsights.com. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you could be notified of future podcasts. And if you get a chance, go to your podcast uh, subscriber. And if you could give us a positive rating and review if possible to the, uh, the littlest podcast that ever could. Well, let's get underway. We're gonna head out to Epcot and we're gonna to check out a whole number of things. And uh, and then we'll come back and um, talk about where Journey to Imagination could could better align itself with the festival moving forward. So without further ado, let's head to Epcot. One of the big highlights of the uh, Figment Festival this year is a beautiful show done on Spaceship Earth of uh, Figment. Uh, well, one little spark is actually performed there. It takes some pieces Uh, from the attraction experience and kind of combines them. What's really cool and what I have available to show you on either my uh, YouTube page or on DisneyInsights.com, you can check it out there, is that you can actually see this show from the uh, backside of Spaceship Earth. Kind of like backside water. But in this case, you are actually... Um, backside of Spaceship Earth with the new gardens that have been created. You can see how all of the lights are choreographed to accompany the experience, the, the show that is that's played out on Spaceship Earth. It is really very impressive. It's just a, you don't see all of Spaceship Earth uh, like you usually do, but you do get a really great um view of how all of these gardens and lights kind of light up. Uh, Even uh, twinkle lights in the trees change color as Spaceship Earth changes color. I think it's going to be even better when CommuniCore is completed. I think that's going to tie in color-wise. It's just very, very cool. And if you get a chance, go check that out on DisneyInsights.com. If you go back to 1958, there was a little featurette where Walt had four different artists paint a tree to show different styles of the same tree done differently in this little exhibit right next to um in connections you have what is four imagineers paint spaceship earth and they each are depicting a different style of spaceship earth uh, it's just very cute and very clever and uh, just kind of adds to that artistic look and approach you know uh, throughout the different festival of the arts. They've had these storybooks you could walk into. And there was really only one that was tied to Disney, as I recall. You'd have things like George Washington crossing the Delaware, but there was one with Peter Pan. This year they had three just connected right to each other on the bridge heading over to World Showcase. One was Wish, one was Briar Rose and Sleeping Beauty, and the one in the middle Was Mary Poppins' Jolly Holiday with the four penguins in front? My son loves the penguins. And there's, in the picture, there's a painting in the background. You see the little table and chairs where Bert and Mary sit. I said, why don't you get back there and let's do a picture? And in his own, I I don't know how he came up with the idea on his own, you know, but even within his autistic self, he came up with the idea of pretending to sit on that chair, and it looked perfect. I will present that at DisneyInsights.com because it's such a cute picture. I tried to get him also dance with the penguins. Uh, That that was kind of cute too. But um, it's just uh, one of the little things that make this international festival of the arts uh, really fun. And none of those three were actually tied to Figment. The Odyssey Restaurant has been doing seasonal overlays for the last uh, couple of years now. And some of them have been a real hit. The Christmas one was just beautiful and they did a Santa meet and greet there. It was very lovely and well worth um, visiting. Of course, they had the cookies and everything during the holidays. This one is, of course theme to figment. All of it's theme to figment, and uh, there's kind of a neon rainbow effect throughout the thing, and pictures of Nemo, even a cartoon. There are little hand-drawn moments of figment from the original ride, and from some educational series that that Disney had done once, and they are actually part of the uh, part of the uh, Uh, decor but it's still kind of a lacking decor not only did the decor fail to really win me over the food was marginal at best there was a blueberry filled pastry tart which I got from my son because he likes pop tarts Um, it's basically a sugar cookie with blueberry filling like pop tarts but better done than a pop tart but still not a lot of taste to it kind of disappointing but uh, then there's this uh, Figment Premium, or I'm sorry, there's a grape smoothie that came with freeze-dried Skittles on top of it. And uh, that was okay again. Not a lot of zest or taste to it. Um, so that was a little disappointing. They also have a rainbow cake with freeze-dried Skittles on top of it. And I haven't tried that, but it is reminiscent. No, it's not even reminiscent, but it is reminding me of the fact that this year, for the first time since the festival began, it appears that um, they are not bringing out the Partridge family cake. Uh, There was a whole name for it, but it basically looked like different cuts of color uh, cemented together with kind of a raspberry uh, jam filling and then a chocolate frosting on top of it it was one of it's always been one of my favorite go-tos at the festival since the very first year it started but i think they retired that for this year maybe it'll come back next year but it wasn't available as part of this year's presentation i can't believe i forgot to talk about the fact that the popcorn bucket this year is also figment based it looks a lot like journey into imagination with figment with figment inside the popcorn bucket and a little rainbow inside as well it lights up it's very cute i think it's better than the figment uh bucket from last year certainly worth uh i thought you know if you still have those monorail toys you know how you had spaceship earth lined up you could have uh journey to imagination popcorn bucket on the other side and it comes with some rainbow-colored popcorn in it, too. It's just, it's really, uh, I think, a spectacular popcorn bucket. I don't collect those, kind of put a line on that, but if the, uh, you like collecting those, I think this one is worth getting. And they've done a great job of giving you, kind of ordering it, and then you come back at a certain time to pick it up, so you're not standing in a three-hour line like there was, a six-hour line or whatever it was last year, which got a lot of social media And possibly favor positive for Disney in the sense that oh, everybody loves Figment. But again, I'm I'm glad they managed that cue. Hey, we just checked out the uh, Disney on Broadway series, Patty, Murin, and. Casey Le- uh, Levi Levy uh, was singing tonight um, different songs Frozen Tarzan, different uh, Broadway show numbers which is one of the real highlights of the festival is being able to see these kinds of Broadway caliber acts come. Uh, it is one of the best parts of this. And now mind you they probably aren't singing the figment song because he hasn't shown up in a broadway show yet but but they really what they offer here is so very cool and just a really enjoyable uh experience to check out and uh, it's always a favorite every year when i come to the festival at the american adventure duck and dumpling seems to be um the favorite. Well, there's also a hummingbird cake. Now, they did uh, that last year as well, but I believe it has a different uh, sauce frosting glaze over on top of it. Um, That's the uh, offering here at American Adventure. Kind of a heavier fare. I'm looking for something a little lighter, so I'm going to head over (laughs) to the Japanese booth, which seldom ever disappoints. i had kind of been by the China and Germany booth. maybe again it was a it was a black forest um, dessert that didn't quite attract me but uh, the China pavilion looked like it had been outsourced to an entirely different group to serve and I thought the items uh, that they had on the menu were pretty pricey in that Italy category that I talk about. There was a podcast recently that asked the question: Do restaurants lose money because of these festival booths? Well, yes and no. Most of the uh, most of those pavilions, which have uh, third party uh, third party um, sponsors, actually sponsor the booths as well. So they're just doing their business out at a booth and not so much indoors. And uh, so Japan, China, uh, Mexico, France, they're all three in that category of uh, being kind of a, an outsourced kiosk to an outsourced food and beverage experience in the pavilion. Well, Japan did not disappoint, as always, at the Goshiki uh, kiosk um it's such a difference because you have exchange uh cast members working from japan they're an authentic wardrobe as opposed to people who are just dressed in straight black not very impressive it, again going reflecting back on my experience in china but the wagyu bun which was a steam bun, good-sized steam bun, kind of like you get over at Animal Kingdom in Pan uh, Pandora. Uh, it was filled with American Wagyu beef, served with a green uh, shizo, shizo sauce. Perfect taste, um, perfect amount, perfect portion. And uh, they also have a sushi donut. I'm bummed that I didn't take advantage of that. And then an ichigo ichigo mochi. I'll have to come back and try those. I want to try a a broad sampling of everything I'm seeing here at the pavilion, the few first visits I'm making. Um, I also tried to really root for Morocco and its dessert which was a chocolate cake with pomegranate mousse and pomegranate whipped cream. All I can say is I wish there had been more pomegranate. Um, There was also kind of a um, pomegranate style um, Syrup kind of thing on it as well. Uh, more pomegranate would have been even better for that. Uh, maybe freeze dried pomegranate seeds, that would be so cool. But it did not disappoint. It was a good portion. It tasted great. Um, and I found a really wonderful cast member who, no, was not from Morocco, um, but was from Cartago, uh, Colombia, which was really. A, Kind of funny because Cartago is about as close to what you where you would go to if you were trying to find encanto um, and I, I we talked in Spanish and laughed about the fact that he ought to be working next door, um, but he had a great smile and a, and a great personality uh, it's just that everybody else also was third party and not really anybody from Morocco and that's that's what's needed there's also a little Uh, booth, not booth, uh, kiosk, maybe stand, refreshment stand in the back portion. If you're looking for a little kind of uh, ranola trail mix type thing or uh, sangria or a juice, you can go back there and just kind of sit in the the heart of that Moroccan area, which is very cool. Um, Yeah, just kind of part of it. I really want to see Morocco succeed. But it's got a little ways to go. We are off to Encanto. There looks like a really good drink there that I want to try out. And then hopefully I'll find something in France. More to come. Lots of really great art booths. Uh, Kenny Yamada is the one who does those images which have a letter, alphabet letter, in the center and then a particular film associated with it like S for Snow White I saw two new ones one R for Robin Hood with all the Robin Hood characters even cuter kinda was and in bright very light colors was P for Poppins Mary Poppins so very cool Um, although it didn't have Mary or Bert or any of the children it just had all the cartoon characters including the penguins which were central to it. it but it was a very beautiful Uh, Approach It just I love Love that work Uh, And And I have to say That if you go to The Disney booths here You'll find that Over half of them Will have something Figment uh, Related to it So uh, You won't be missing You won't be missing Anything in that regard When you go to To visit Speaking of Encanto There's a couple of dishes there They had a Beef and potato Empanada I kind of like empanadas. I'm not big on potato in an empanada. It's like two starches in a row. I passed that by a mango cheesecake. Just not into cheesecake tonight. Um, but they did have a coconut and passionate fruit a smoothie. So delicious. Far better than the grape one that I had in the Odyssey restaurant. There's also uh, a little presentation out here about how architecture and music and literature are all part of the Encanto experience. And uh, so it's very informative as well. as just a really lovely place to, to get a snack and enjoy. France has not one but two salmon dishes. One is kind of a salmon mousse and the other is sort of a pool pastry with salmon in it. And salmon just doesn't sound like something I want to go for. They have the cream de brie um, in a little kind of a house-made bread bowl I tried that last year very very rich it was a little little much last time I had that and then they have what seems to be a chocolate cake hazelnut crunch and mango raspberry uh coolie if that's the correct way to pronounce that and that um I think because of the queue here which is always the one of the longest queues I'm probably going to pass that over, especially since I already had the pomegranate chocolate cake in uh, in uh, Morocco. I think one of the reasons why this line is so long is because they also um, ha- host several alcoholic beverages, which take a little bit of time for preparation and so forth, and it just seems to slow the queue trying to get people through through that, so... Maybe come back around to that chocolate cake another time, but we're going to forego that this evening as we move on. Well, a little disappointed to come to the UK Pavilion and see no representation there. Uh, What I did see is a lot of scaffolding on the buildings. This is a traditional thing that happens about every 15 years. They put it in their budget to redo the... uh, buildings around the park uh canada is almost done it's almost all of its well the better part of its scaffolding is down but they were doing that first before they um started moving toward uk uk and it's just part of um the total effort that they make to create uh an epcot that looks Beautiful, and in fact, it's what uh, Disney does in all of its parks to keep up the the park experience. Speaking of Canada, uh, there are three items in its gourmet landscapes kiosk. One is a wild mushroom risotto, which is uh, with truffle shavings and a zinfandel reduction. Delicious. If you love risotto, you're gonna love this. Nine seventy five. I tried last time the roasted bone marrow, and I regret that. Um, that is just not me. And ten fifty, I should never have done it in the first place. And then there's a verju roasted beets. Um, and I my mom has done a really great job of turning me off of beets, so that's not going to be happening either this evening. So, but I do I definitely recommend the risotto when you get a chance. Thomas Kincaid Studios has two uh, booths side by side, and the thing that really caught my attention was, and no, there isn't a Figment one, but the thing that caught my attention was a new Alice in Wonderland uh, with the Queen. Well, actually, all the characters, actually, now you look at it, there are two Alice in Wonderlands one with the Queen playing croquet and all the characters, and then another one that focuses on the Mad Tea Party. Just always, always amazing uh, pieces of art. Very, very cool. One of my longtime favorites has been Pop Eats, which has the tomato ch- soup with grilled cheese, and then also they've—I don't recall this—but for about a dollar seventy-five cents extra, you get tomato soup with pimento cheese, bacon, and fried green tomato grilled cheese sandwich. So slightly different one. Rock the dots. White chocolate and orange mousse with uh, vanilla bean chiffon cake. Sounds sounds terrific. Not in a dessert place after the smoothie and the chocolate cake in Morocco, but... Um, yeah, very cool. And uh, we're just going to keep moving on. Of course, this figment festival wouldn't be complete unless you went into journey into imagination with Figment and the attraction's still there. I'm going to talk a little bit about how I think that attraction could be redone at a more affordable price to mirror more of what it looks like uh, or looked like originally. When you are in the uh, Dreamport, you still, and it's called Dreamport still, you you have a chance to get a photo with the new Figment and that's really a really uh, beautiful little picture stand that they have and you could still uh create your own figment on the computer and you can conduct the orchestra with figment and you can play on the stepping tones it's uh yeah there's plenty of figment to do still inside the imagination pavilion upstairs is now a dvc lounge i don't know if you go way back but it used to be a playground back then all this area here that is, um, the Dreamport was actually upstairs. The the idea of a Dreamport or, or a play area was actually upstairs. After the attraction, this was actually part of the attraction, and it got cut when they uh, uh, modified the attraction back in two thousand. But um, a little known fact that in the old days, that little play area had sort of a stage where you could act out scenes with Dreamfinder And a lot of people don't know that the person who played Dreamfinder was actually Joe Rody. He is the original Dreamfinder in that little production area not the original in the sh- in the ride not the original out walking among the guests but he was the one in the little TV video scene. So I'll try to find a photo and put that on Disney Insights, but it's just a little detail. A lot of people don't know about Joe Rody and Journey to Imagination. Outside of Creations, there's a whole bunch of booths assembled together with different artistic wares. I have to say, I think there is more non-Disney artistic offerings this year than has been in the past. I think it's a nicer balance of the two. I right, step into... Connections and would you believe what the merchandise for this year's uh, International Festival of the Arts is tied to? You guessed right, it's all about figment, and uh, so no big surprise there. Though you can also find some kiosks around which also um, are selling very much the same merchandise, and then surprisingly, or not, or, yeah, it is surprising you can go. When you are at Journey into Imagination with Figment, you see a completely different set of merchandise. So you don't see any of the festival merchandise there. You just see fi- Figment merchandise set aside alone. Huh, go figure. Well, we have covered a whole lot at the International Festival of the Arts, and yet there's so much that uh, I didn't cover. In a previous visit, I had chance to quickly check out the tostada de langosta which is a chilled lobster with chipotle atolia onions and mango on a fried corn tortilla with guacamole lots of guacamole i would say um shredded cabbage and some yeah some hot sauce it had a little bite to it that grape drink that i kind of complained about that did help offset uh, that's grape smoothie helped offset the um the uh, item here the tostada it was served chilled kind of weird but Actually it was something very different. I don't usually go to the Mexico booth because I feel like it's the same little, you know, carne asada and kinds of things that they typically do. But this one was kind of interesting and very different. Much better even was the grilled marinated skirt steak with caramelized onions and mushrooms, a blue cheese fondue, and uh, all served on a grilled French roll, which was very soft and Oh my gosh, it was really very tasty and well worth checking out. In fact, I would say that was probably one of the best things. Other than the stuff I had in Japan, I would say that was probably one of the best things I had. Now beyond that, there is, um, of course, the paint-by-number murals that they give you an opportunity to participate in uh, throughout the park. The Animation Academy that they have at American Gardens there, where you can kind of draw a Disney character like you do over at um, Conservation Station at Disney's Animal Kingdom. They have chalk art galleries um, that are on the Bridge to World Showcase. And um, and then I mentioned the Artful Photo Ops and the um, Disney on Broadway series, really quite a bit to uh, check out when you are there at the festival. I'd like to go back to all things Figment First off, there is a link on DisneyInsights.com to see a little video that I did of One Little Spark, uh, which is presented in lights on Spaceship Earth. It was actually done last year as well, only this time you're going to see two sides of the show. First is the first part in front of Spaceship Earth at the entrance, and then it switches off in the second part of the number to CommuniCore Gardens, which is kind of a new Epcot's new backside of water experience where you see all of the lights in the courtyard of of um, CommuniCore Gardens all come together and light up in sync with the lights on Spaceship Earth. It's really a very clever, um, it's just a very different kind of way to enjoy that experience. By the way, uh, the fireworks are also, I believe at least at the end, are aligned with Spaceship Earth lights and everything. So everything kind of lines up at the end of luminous uh, to kind of come together. So if you're on the, the backside of a World Showcase in the Italy, Germany, American Guards, Japan, you'll be able to look across and see Spaceship Earth as the fireworks conclude. So check those things out. They just all add to the whole festive experience. Now I mentioned um, Journey to Imagination and let me just say that there is no end of heartache that I have that really, it has been well over 20 years, nearly 25 years, since people saw the original journey into imagination. And as a result, this is, well, part of me is just astounded that there is so much love of all things figment when there is an entire generation that hasn't even seen what the original journey into imagination looked at, looked like. It was really uh, twice the size, not twice, but it's probably 40% more track than what you currently experience on the attraction. And, um, and much of the area where you queue and much of the area where um, you have the image works. Remember, image works used to be, again, on the top of, in the top part of the pyramid, Journey to Imagination. It's a DVC hangout now. But I was... Thinking as I was going through this, how do you better align the journey into imagination experience with the Festival of the Arts? Because really the original was a celebration of being artistic and scientific and and all things technology and so forth. It was about using your imagination in so many different ways. And I, I just came to a couple of conclusions how you could do that. I don't think... And I wouldn't spend the money to redo the attraction exactly as it was. There were problems, particularly with how the, the ride ran and how the ride synced up. If you think of Carousel of Progress, there was as part of the initial part of the experience, and it's where you first meet Figment and DreamFinder in a big helium, um, steampunk-style uh, dirigible, that comes sailing, you kind of sync up with that and you go through a whole presentation where they kind of talk about how the the DreamFinder's vehicle is gathering up lots of different ideas. And so it's a flight into imagination to gather just different kinds of ideas and what they might look like. And I think what needs to happen is that they need to not do that carousel. It was problematic with the ride vehicles, and they often, it often kind of created a stop start challenge. And if you added wheelchairs trying to get into the attraction and so forth, there were a lot of problems with that. I think if you kept the track as is, what I would say is either as people are coming to the queue portion where they're getting into their ride vehicles, if you, or in the queue as you are lining up and going down the hallway. If you could create a presentation of flight into imagination, what, what the, the, the messages, uh, which you hear from the familiar song by, by the Sherman brothers, one little spark, um, what about this? What if you know, we could, you know, and they talk about gathering different things, uh, you know, and, and uh, lightning and so forth. Well, all of that could be presented in the queue in a new and creative way. So that when the ride begins, you just go back into the Dreamport. So there are three segments to the original attraction. One was gathering ideas, which was that flight with with the um, Dreamcatcher and um, Figment and Dreamfinder, and then you would go into something called Dreamport, where all of those ideas were stored. And it kind of looked like a fantastical warehouse of ideas, all contained in boxes and that type of thing. And then you went into its application into the arts, into science and technology. And you saw how, it, how painting could be done using a pelage. And you saw how um, the, it could be done through literary works or through theatrical works or any number of things. And then what about technology or what about science, 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 science? And you went into the science realm and so forth. Most all of those could all be played out and maybe a slightly shortened form, because as you get to the end, the the current finale, where you roll into the room, and all of a sudden, um, Dr. Nigel Channing says, see, as we know, um, uh, you must use your imagination. Yes, imagination is a blast! And then they blast the thing open, and you see that background. I don't think the blast is a good idea. And it scares you little kids, which ought to be the most enchanted by this attraction. But what I would do is just roll that in because it's really the whole gathering of it all together, the whole application. and It makes for a nice little finale as you come to the end. You could keep that section, maybe augment it slightly. I just see that there's a whole possibility. And I hope that as D23 rolls in, if not sooner, they see that this love of Figment, which is clearly demonstrated in the last couple of festivals, not just a popcorn bucket, but... In all of the different attractions. I, I forgot to mention there's a um, whether you go and a fig uh, scavenger hunt, Figment's brush with the Masters Scavenger Hunt. There's so much Figment throughout the park, except in the very place where they have created an attraction for it. And then I think you could also take the uh, the current image works and put newer art and technology applications, plus a meet and greet. I I really think the other characters could be moved to somewhere else. But I think definitely um, keep the figment meet and greet there and so forth. any anyway, rate, I just see lots of possibilities here. And if there's one thing that Epcot's International Festival of the Arts uh, speaks to is the fact that people love figment. So let's make that love permanent. Let's revisit the attraction with new technologies and new animatronics and new imagery and so forth, new new, uh, touches to it, to create a memorable attraction tied to the memorable Sherman Brothers song, and just create something that's really fantastic. I think that would be the ultimate amen to Epcot's International Festival of the Arts. Well, that does it for this. Disney Insights Podcast. Thanks for joining us and thanks for being patient as I kind of went around that and kind of showcased so many things, so many more things to talk about. But but we're th- grateful that you could join us for this podcast and we would hope that uh, you check us out, especially my new book, The Powerful, A Century of Powerful Disney Insights. It's available on Amazon. Just look at um, DisneyInsights.com for a link or the show notes page for this podcast for a link Also note that we have lots, you're talking about celebrating imagination, creativity. I'm going to an organization this this week on the other side of the country to talk about how to not only create great ideas, but innovate and implement those ideas and making them happen. And uh, if you want to do more of that kind of your own journey to imagination in your organization, give us a call. We have so much. So touch base with us at Performance. Again, thank you for being part of this podcast in the words of Sinbad's storybook for which always follow the purpose of your art. Have a great day we'll see you next time.